Welcome to Fireside Nets, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. I'm your host, Spen. I'm not joined by Nick today. I gave Nick the night off because I have a, a guest co-host. It is the host of the Bad Weathers Fans Podcast at Nick Central, Alex B. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. I'm sure Nets fans are so happy to hear from me on a Nets podcast. It's it's nice to be here. It's nice to be here. I didn't bring the broom, you, though. Uh... I didn't bring the broom with me. <laughs> I left the broom at I, home. I, I appreciate you you leaving that at home. Yeah, I didn't think that uh, I didn't think I'd ask for the broom this this episode. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, Alex uh, Alex is the host of one of the most unique New York sports podcasts out there. Bad weather fans. He hosts it with uh, Nets legend on Twitter, Mike Biseglia. <laughs> diehard Nets fans. If you're a Nets fan on Twitter, you know who Mike Biseglia is. You probably know who who Alex B at Nick Central is. So uh, sorry, appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. This is long overdue, but you know what? The net season is technically it's over. Uh, and uh, we, we still have a team in New York in the playoffs that we have to talk about. So first off, Alex, congratulations yeah. are in order. I'm man enough to admit it. The Knicks had a better season than the Nets. They did. Uh, I, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> so don't look at me. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. I was picking the Knicks as a playing team completely the entire time. I honestly didn't see any of this coming. I you know, I don't think anybody really did. And honestly, if, if the Miami Heat got their heads out of their asses earlier, the Knicks probably wouldn't have been the five seed. And if the Nets didn't implode, they probably are a playing team. <laughs> so it's just everything just played out perfectly. And just like the rest of the season and everything played out perfectly, the Heat, of course, knock off the Bucks in the first round after the Knicks beat the Cavs in five somehow. Five games, which nobody saw coming. You might have picked the Knicks in six or seven. Nobody picked five. If you did, you're a fucking liar. Or you just were a homer and just making shit up. You know, like Knicks in four. Yeah, okay, buddy, sure. You know, but like everything just aligned, has been aligning for the Knicks completely until we hit game one of the second round, of course. <laughs> that did yeah, not really align yeah. very well with the plan, you know. But I, I definitely want to get into this game one. Uh, you guys go down 0-1 to Miami at home. No Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson had a tough game. R.J. Barrett had his moments in, in game one, but it wasn't enough. You guys shot terribly as a team. And uh, the Heat role players, guys like Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, they killed you. Actually, uh, I watched the game at a bar with my friend. He's a diehard Knicks fan. And uh, it was it was tough for him. I mean, for me, I, you know, I'm not one to, to troll people when I'm with them. I sort of <laughs> silent, silently smile at the Knicks' demise. But uh, listen, everything had to go wrong for you to lose that game. It did. Uh, but I mean, listen, we don't you know we don't wish injury upon anybody. Nah. The turning point of that game, no pun intended, was Jimmy Butler rolling his ankle, right. and all of a sudden, even with the loss. You go into game two at home pretty confident as a Knicks fan. So let's start with game one. Did, did you disagree with anything I said? Was there anything you wanted to add about that Knicks loss? Uh, I didn't like – I mean, I'm a broken record. I didn't like Tibbs' rotations. Uh, Obi Toppin at 18-8 gets pulled nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. You never see him again. And he was a starting power forward because Randall was out with the injury, as everybody knows. That didn't make any sense. And he was had the most three-pointers on the team. That wasn't good. 
Brunson and Brunson was awful from downtown. He played okay. And RJ Barrett stepped up again, gave him, you know, did well. That was good. But I didn't understand why Tibbs went to like an eight man rotation. You know, it was just what, like, what are we doing? Deuce McBride is completely capable and has been in the rotation most of the season in and out. Why didn't you give him some minutes? You know, why? I, I just, I just don't understand. And it almost, Led me to my crazy conspiracy. I think you just got muted. Yeah, I got muted somehow. I kicked the plug bags and sorry. I got so excited by the Tibbs talk that I. I want. I want you to save some criticism for Tibbs because we're gonna get back into him later. I got. Okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So game game two tomorrow tonight. If you're listening, by the way, just real time out. You look super blurry. I don't know if do I look blurry on the T on, on, on here. Cause you look like your, your, your wifi is, is like, you know, you got cricket or something over there. Really? I don't know what's I got going on. Great Wi-Fi here. This do I look blurry? Station. I mean, am I no, good? You, or? Look, you look great. I, okay, I thought good. it was a painting of you. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. So yeah. we're good then. I didn't want to like we're, do this whole episode and be like, no, yeah, well, no, I didn't no, hear no, half the shit you said. So the, like, the tech, <laughs> the tech is perfect. Everybody out there can hear this. So we're chilling. Okay. Got game two tomorrow tonight. If you're listening on a Tuesday, Jimmy Butler's status is up in the air. I haven't heard anything of you. Mm-mm. Nothing. We're not gonna know. I mean, there was a video he tomorrow. posted on his IG. He I was uh, drinking coffee, walking around New York City. Yeah, that means something, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> you also, Can you imagine you also, though uh, being that corny? Yeah. You, you yeah. you're walking out with a little uh, uh, espresso cup, one of those paper ones it. you get in the lobby of a hotel, and you have somebody, hey, take a picture of me as I don't look. And you're just like walking around, like, come on, man. I mean, that's that's genius. <laughs> that's like it's next level, right? Like we oh, think one way. We're yeah. playing... <laughs> Listen, if you guys prepare for Jimmy Butler tomorrow and he doesn't play, he did get you. He did drink coffee in the middle of New York City. Like he did do that. So I mean, good for him. I mean, listen, if that was his goal of this of this series, then he, he you know, he hit it. <laughs> you don't think that Thibodeau saw that picture of him drinking coffee and nearly shit his pants? Uh... <laughs> Maybe Butler did from the espresso. I don't know, but that's usually what happens. But <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I, yeah, and and the, the other injury report was that um, Randall's Brunson, questionable Randall, and Brunson is questionable. Yeah. Brunson, everybody no needs everybody's got some game. Yeah, I, I don't think Brunson misses, but I I, I think Randall. It's probably best because Jimmy Butler's probably not playing, in my opinion. That was bad, and he couldn't even move at the end of the game. And I don't know how they didn't attack Butler. Like you know how like when in baseball, I don't know if you're a big baseball fan. If the catcher gets injured, you steal on the next pitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If he's a little banged up, get this in with the ball, go send him, or at least fake like you're going to send him, you know? And and they didn't do that. They were just like, Jimmy Butler's standing there. He's like fake shooting the whole, he's just standing around, like hobbling, like, a, like an old man at the park. And literally, the Knicks didn't attack him at all. Like, I don't understand how you don't go after him, you know? Just make sure the offense gets there. I just, it didn't, it just mind boggling to me. It was almost, you know, like Steve Nash was coaching the Knicks at that point. Didn't really make much sense. <laughs> I like the Steve Nash barb. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like so game two, <laughs> no Jimmy Butler. Probably you're probably getting Brunson. I don't know about Randall. What do you have to do to win this basketball game, Alex? They got to hit from deep. I mean, they were, it, that's the other misconception about this game. My conspiracy theory brain is that I know you don't want to get to Tibbs right now, but it's quick. I'll get right to it. Almost feels like Tibbs pulled Obi top. And so everybody can say, Look how much the Knicks miss Randall. Because <laughs> now that's what everybody was saying after the game when that's not why they lost the game. They lost the game because they couldn't hit from deep. They were getting wide open shot after wide open shot. 
their Twitter still shots out there all over. Everybody's taking pictures. Look how open these threes are. Josh Hart had one wide open. He airballed it. There, it was just, it's just insane how open they were. It had nothing to do with Julius Randle not playing. It was because they literally did not hit the shots. They, they made the plays. They got open. They did not hit the shots. And I really forgot your question, and I kind of went off on a tangent. I don't know where I was going with that one, but, you know, that's no, my you, point. You said, you said they got to <laughs> hit shots. I get it. Yeah, I'll tell you this. It. They, they got to hit that's shots. simple. Yeah. Emmanuel quickly has to be better. Yes. Yes, he does. He does. He's been bad most of the playoffs besides game five, I think, in Cleveland. Other than that, he hasn't really shown up. And he's a big part of their offense, a big part of their team. Spark plug off the bench, runner-up six-man of the year. He's one of those guys that's a real big part of that team. And it's also hurting them that they don't have have, had Quentin Grimes hurt. He was banged up. And that's the other reason why I didn't understand why they didn't go to Deuce. Like, McBride's sitting there right there. He's a defensive stopper. He can really, like, lock down somebody. I mean, he's not, you know, Gary Payton, but he can get out there and give you good minutes. And I, I just, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, but... So I really do think that Brunson's going to hit and he's going to come back and have a good game. RJ needs to come back again and have another good game. I think he had 26 in game one. He's been really on fire. And, you know, Mitchell Robinson, and they have to find a way to make the Heat adjust to them. Don't adjust to the Heat and worry about Kevin Love. Play your game and make Spolstra adjust to you. Don't adjust because Kevin Love is throwing these great outlet passes to a cherry pick in Jimmy Butler. Make sure you have your guys in position and you do what you do and let them adjust to you. You were doing it in the first half and you come out in the third quarter, you get punched in the mouth and you fold. I, I just, it was bizarre and you panic and playoff Tibbs shows up. So hit your shots, play your game. That's really what it comes down to. It's that simple. Don't panic. Do with what got you there. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I have faith that guys like IQ, uh, Josh Hart, Grimes, when he plays, those guys are going to hit shots. I have more faith in those guys to make plays than I do in Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love to consistently kill you. Like Gabe Vincent, some of the shots he was hitting, some of those threes, he's not hitting those every game. So I, I think that you guys come back and win game two. What's your prediction for the rest of the series real quick before we move on? I had Nixon six. I'm going to stick with that because I think Nixon the Knicks six. are going to bounce back, especially with Jimmy Butler injured. He's not himself. And I, I would also keep Randall out of this game if Butler's not playing. I know they're going to play that cat and mouse game. Because then if Randall sits out game two without Jimmy Butler, the Knicks can win. The Knicks should have won game one without Randall and Jimmy Butler. So they, they should be able to win at home in game two. And I know it's the playoffs. You should play every game to win. But I'm just just stay with me here. Because if he sits out until Saturday, I think you saw my tweet about this. If he sits out until Saturday, that's 10 days of him resting that ankle without playing a big game. Because for some reason, NBA schedules are ridiculous. Play Tuesday, Sunday, Tuesday, and then Saturday. And you're flying to Miami and I'm flying to L.A. So let him sit. And then you want him there for the rest of the series. I think the Knicks are better without Randall, in my opinion. But at the same time, I if, if you want to have him play and not have him come in and then have to come out, let him sit. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. Even if Butler's half of a Butler, I, I might consider making him sit obviously if the doctor's clear him he's good to go but he, he already went through this he sat out like three four weeks at first when he first injured it and he came back and injured it again so what are we doing here do you want to just learn from your mistakes and what's the definition of insanity here or you know i'm not a doctor of course but what do i know i just everybody's twisted their ankle i've done it a million times i got those little scrawny little ankles that really bother me <laughs> i'm always rolling my ankle man it's so I, i'm very well versed in the ankle twisting so put it that way New York Knicks doctors, if you guys are listening to this show, 
give Julius Randle another game. All right, listen to Alex. I'm the, he knows what's best. I'm the ankle specialist. Yes, exactly. He's the ankle whisperer. Yes. All right. <laughs> I want to get into a little Nets-Knicks chat. This is a Nets podcast. Question number one. Mm-hmm. How happy were you that KD and Kyrie completely failed in Brooklyn? Oh, my God. Over the moon. I, I died laughing. When, the initial trade request over the summer when Kevin Durant, because I knew that was, I knew it was over then. That's when I was like, <laughs> like I literally looked at my phone and just uncontrollably laughed. I did not troll Mike because I like Mike as a friend and a per, you know, like really do. So Wait, you're whenever the, the first first trade request or the second one, the first one, the first one, first I because because okay. I knew it was over. It was over then, and they should have traded Kyrie at that point. They should have blown it up at that point. They tried to force these guys. These are not the kind of players that you could say no to and force them to play. You should have dumped it and ended it then, and then you would have had training camp or at least some of training camp to figure it out, and you would have started over a little sooner. I, you know, trying to force these guys to play was 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 ridiculous. You knew you weren't going to pay Kyrie. You knew he was going to do something crazy, like he's always done. He's done Kyrie things this entire time. Love him or hate him or believe what he did or did not do with everything you said, everything he did. You knew something was going to happen, and he wasn't going to fuck around with playing with this team without getting that contract. And once Durant said he wants out too, you had to, you had to blow it up. It was just, it was, you were, you were forcing a, the, the square block in the circle hole, like a kid that doesn't know shapes. You know what I mean? It just wasn't working. And then once it happened again, the second time, once, once Kyrie was gone and he demanded his trade and I, you know, I was, I felt bad for Mike, but he's like, well, you know, he, he hasn't said he doesn't want, like, he did already dude. <laughs> like he said it already. Like he said, he wants out of here. So of course he wants out of here now that Kyrie's like shutting himself down and he's not playing until he's traded. Of course he's going out again. He's not going to show up and play with fuck, you know, Evan, you know, Sumner, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he didn't come here for that. He's too old to waste another half a season, you know? He's going to want out. And and sure enough he was. And I felt bad for Mike, like I said. My Mike Pesaglia, I always feel bad for him. But at the same time, I did not feel bad for the Nets fan base that's trolled me for years. I felt I was I was laughing, played the let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. That's your go-to. Always, always for that. I had to retire it. Once they got traded and that was it, and the Knicks beat the Nets, that was it. I retired the video. I put it out one last time, and that was it. But, yes, I was really happy. It was it was just really great, especially when they got swept last year. You kind of had a feeling like, oh, this is over. You know, you kind of had that little, like you had that little, they're like, oh, this is not going to work. And then, you know, the trade demand, and that was it. <laughs> so I was happy. Totally. Totally unrelated to your answer. And before the next question, I just want to shout out, uh, it's Jewish American Heritage Month. Oh. Both Jewish. Very. Mike Pesegli, Jewish. So shout out to all my, all my Jewish people out there. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, classy organization. They retweeted Happy Jewish American Heritage Month. And I just want to really reiterate, that was totally not related to the question you answered about KD and Kyrie and the Nets blowing up. Happy Jewish Heritage Month, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, next question. What <laughs> what do you find is the most contentious topic in terms of beef between Knicks fans and Nets fans? Because there's a lot of shit that gets said between the fan groups. But what's oh, the yeah. one thing, like, if you bring up, you know Nets fans are coming for your neck? It's, it's tough. It's from the crowd size is one. That's a big one. The crowd, the crowd thing is big. The um, the success, I think, is also another one because the Nets fans are always going to be like, well, we've been to the playoffs five straight years and look at that, you know, and it's just, okay. I think those two things are sort of it. Um, 
I think a lot of Nets fans got mad at me a couple of years ago because I wasn't giving them their flowers. And I think that's another thing. When you don't when you didn't kiss the Nets fans ass because they got Kyrie and 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 and, and Kevin Durant in a wheelchair. Uh, you know, I was just like I literally I said this many times in Bad Weather fans. Mike has probably heard it a million times. When Kevin Durant, I did not want Kevin Durant the moment he hurt his Achilles. I won. I was all in on the plan. Zion, Durant, Kyrie, Kawhi, whoever the fuck, just get them all here. You know, and I know you couldn't get all three of those guys, but I'm saying, you know, Durant, Kawhi, Durant, Kyrie, whatever you do, get them here. But once he hurt his Achilles, I'm like, no, done. I'm not signing a guy that age for a year to sit around and do nothing. You know, I still wanted Kyrie because I didn't know. I didn't think Kyrie was that crazy at the time. I thought it was all the Celtics kids were too young and how dare they disrespect Kyrie. This guy's a champion and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I was wrong about that. So I can only take half the credit. But so once I was I was on a work trip in Montreal, right? And I'm in a hotel by myself and I go I'm going down to go to the gym because I figure, oh, I got like two hours or something. One hour until the the thing, the you know, the deadline of it was June 30th. I get the alert. And- <laughs> <laughs> the clean sweep and i would ho ho and like i was so happy and people looked at me in the gym like yo what the fuck i'm like oh yeah sorry sorry i, I got to go <laughs> like i went back to the room i was like this is amazing so i and then that's when it all started because i was just like no man why would i be happy this guy's in a wheelchair you know like kyrie is crazy and this and that and it just went from there and you know I think when when people did not give Nets fans their flowers, I think that's when it really, really got bad. And I think that's the most sensitive topic and part about it. Also, the crowd size. Back then, Nets fans and Nets Daily and all these accounts were like, look, the crowd size, the capacity. We're hitting more of a capacity than you. And then this, we got more fans and we're growing in this. Look, we practice at a park. Oh, look how great we are. And I'm just like, who gives a fuck, man? And now when the shoe's on the other foot and the Knicks fans like, hey, you guys got swept and look, we're selling out the arena. We're dancing in the streets. Listen to the crowd at the garden in the playoffs. It's nothing to like the crowd at the Barclays. They're like, oh, man, we just stink. Why would you talk about us? We live, we live rent free. It's like you can't dish it and then not take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to just understand I'm giving it back. I'm putting the nail in the coffin because you guys deserve that shit. So it's a combination of all of them. So that was a good question. Good question. <laughs> Listen, if there's ever a roast of the Brooklyn Nets, I, I think you got to get a spot at the dais. <laughs> Thanks. Hit all points. <laughs> Next question. What do we think of Frank the Tank switching sides, leaving the Nets, and becoming a Knicks fan? No respect, right? No. I just, that guy's a joke. <laughs> Caricature of himself. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a complete joke. As a Mets fan, too, he's just a complete joke. Uh, it's just whatever. I don't know how people pay attention to that guy. Well, it's not just him. It's the principle of any grown man who stops rooting for a sports team because of lack of success. It, it just it shows a lot about you as like a person, not to mention he's already a Mets fan. So if you're right. going to change any team, go root for the fucking Dodgers or something. Don't, don't go from the Nets to the Knicks. That's like... It's like going from New York pizza to New Jersey pizza. It's, it's you know, there's a very <laughs> small margin. Right, right, right. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. And it's just, that's just what these guys do, man. They're just clout chasers and doing anything for content. And and it is what it is. It's working for them. So whatever. But, you know, shout out to Barstool, though. They do a good job. But I just like uh, him and it, Frank the Tank in general, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of it. It just... It's it was funny when it was original when he first came out and he was doing all those videos in his room and like, ah, we're losing the Mets are losing and that was funny but now it's just like all right dude like yeah I get it you know everything that happens is not the end of the world 
on the Mets are in the playoffs. They're like, we're going to lose. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just uh, little things like that. I don't know. So I don't respect that now at all. It's almost as like, I think I have less respect for Frank the Tank than I do for Michael Rappaport. I think there's that, and that's saying something. So I'll put it that way. You're not. You're not a Rappaport fan. I, if you guys want to look at Alex's last few tweets, there's definitely one or two at Rappaport. Yeah, well, the year, guy switched sides. Year. The guy, yeah. he was a huge Nick fan, grew up in Manhattan, right? Big actor. Everybody knows who he is. On Friends, he was on Atypical, good show. He's on a lot of movies. But you know what? You disown the Knicks, and you put out a statement you're disowning the Knicks. You show up to Nets games in Brooklyn Nets gear. You're doing all of that. Like, okay, so you, that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? Now, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm on Oakley's side, and you know, no Nick fan is on Oakley's side anymore. And then all of a sudden... Now, when the Knicks are good again, you want to start you know, putting out videos or you're walking with your phone in your face and you're recording. Like, bro, come on, man. Get out of here. You disown the Knicks. Stay over there. You know, and all Nick fans are not taking him. It's it's like and he's like on TV as like the face of the Knicks. Like, you know, right. he's going with Skip Bayless like, oh, big Nick fan, Michael Rappaport. Like, come on. Can we get Fat Joe up there? Can we get like Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, even somebody that like actually watches the games and comes to the games that could talk Knicks? Like Ben Stiller, Fat Joe, and Tracy Morgan are the three right now. Spike Lee, I'm not even a big fan of anymore. So there, there's that. So I'll put it that way. All right. Alex B. coming on the show, taking shots. I love it. I love it. It's and, my and, opinion, man. That's all. No, it. no, no. Nothing no, to do with it. you. I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen, <laughs> yeah, listen. listen. I've, had, I've had Frank on the show. As a Nets fan, he was on Fireside Nets. Now that he's you know a Knicks fan, shame on you, Frank. Like Most of my <laughs> guests that come on the show, they don't switch sides, right? Alex isn't right. going to start rooting for Brooklyn next right. week. No, so, fuck yeah. no. Shame, Listen, shame on it's you, in Frank. your blood. If you're a little, little kid and you switch teams when you're like 10, okay. But you're, you, once you get to like 10, once you're bar mitzvahed, I think you got to stick that's with your it. team. I think that's it. You're Set a man now, then that's it. You got to keep going. That's all. And, you know, uh, I'm also the only person maybe to be on Fireside Nets and Fireside Knicks. Because I was on the Fireside Knicks podcast. Shout out to them. And now I'm on Fireside Nets. So I think I'm, I'm covering all the Fireside. So maybe I should go to like every single team's Fireside. And and I'll I'll do a little Knicks segment. What do you think? You you know what? I actually have the number for the guy who does a Charlotte Hornets fireside. I'll I'll <laughs> fireside send, send you his way. Fireside Hornets. <laughs> um, final question in this segment: Who is your favorite Nets player of all time? Could be New Jersey. Could be Brooklyn. Oh, Kenny Anderson. Easy. Easy. No no hesitation. Kenny Anderson. Queens, all the way. Love the guy. Big fan. Wish he was a Nick. You know, one of those guys that have always I followed his entire career from from coming in from college through the Nets, through, you know, Celtics, Hawks, wherever he bounced around. I was always a big fan of his and somebody I would love to interview one day. Him, Kenny Anderson is number one for sure. He's He's been on this show. Yeah, he has. He was, he was one of our first guests. He was actually our first player guest. But uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. came on me and Nikki had him. He was great. He's, he's definitely a fun interview. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 just he seems like a down to earth guy, and he's been through a lot, so he has a lot and he, of and he knows experience. ball, man. He he oh, knows yeah. basketball. Oh yeah, um, yeah. All right, I got a great segment. I'm very excited for this one. Uh -oh. It's called role playing. So I'm gonna give you <laughs> a situation, all basketball related, yeah. and uh, you know we're just gonna act it out. So okay. here we go. I'm Coach Thibodeau. You're Alex Benezowitz. We <laughs> run into each other at the bar. The afternoon before the big game. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. Alex, we got our ass stomped out in game one. Going into game two, what in the hell are the damn adjustments I need to make for us to take down those fucking pussies from Miami? How about you get your head out of your ass and you do not 
and you play to your style. You don't play to Spolster style. Play to your own fucking style. You got here, so keep it going. I don't know what your deal is. This is playoff tips. You're panicking. You're panicking like Nate McMillan schooled you two years ago in the Hawks series. You're doing it again. We saw it last night. Um, on game one, excuse me, last night, whatever it is, we're drinking. You know, just get it together, man. You can play Deuce McBride. Hey, guess what? You can even put Evan Fournier in. Maybe he gets hot and drops 30. You know, I don't want to see him play every game, but if you have a couple injuries and you need the guy, there's a veteran right there. Even Derrick Rose, these are guys that can play. But you know what? You're so stubborn, so I understand. You know more than me. I don't watch as much film as you. You say you watch film all the time. You got to watch three hours of film before you can make an opinion and make a statement, whatever. But guess what? You're down 1-0 in the series, and you're obsessed with Julius Randle. I don't know what kind of dirt he has on you, but I don't know why you hate Obi Toppin because the guy might be better than Julius Randle. <laughs> so I'll put it that way. All right, scene. That was pretty good. That was a good yeah. first one. I like yeah, that there one. There you go. Yeah. Okay. End scene. End scene. <laughs> we got uh, scenario number two. Yes. You're RJ Barrett. I'm a reporter. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. RJ, why are you good some games and bad others? Can't you just be good all the time? Why don't you ask my fucking coach? Okay. All right. I see what you, I see what you did there. That was good. Because like you know what it is? RJ Barrett is not good as a third option. He's just not. And he was good as a two option last number two option last year at the end of the season when I was calling him a star because he was playing like one. He was like, give me the ball, get the fuck out of the way. And he was rocking it. And that's what he's been doing in the playoffs last few games. He's been like, yo, this is I this is the time. Give me the ball, man. You guys are fucking up. And he's been what he dropped, like I said, he dropped like 25 or something. And it's just like, why are we running all these plays for Randall? When Obi's in there, the ball's zipping around and everybody's touching it, everybody's feeling it, everybody's moving, everybody's hustling, everybody's running the ball. You're getting, you know, like it's 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 one of those situations where people were like, RJ Barrett sucks. He sucks, he's regressing, he's regressing, he's regressing. But then when you look at the numbers, his field goal percentage has actually gone up this year from last year. He's averaging almost the same amount of points per game as he did last year, and he's a number three option now, and he's not the focal point of the offense. So I get Jalen Brunson's number one. He's the star of the team. He should have been the all-star. But you don't have to force it to Randall every single time. You don't have to, like, you're moving around. You give it to Randall. Everybody stands around. Okay, let's stand around, watch him dribble the ball a few times, and put up a step away three and or a shot or a fade away in the corner. And, yeah, he might make it more times than not because he's average, average 25 points a game. But comes playoff time, you're not, you're not, you can't pad your stats against, like, the, you know, the Charlotte, your boys at the fireside Charlotte Hornets. Like, you can't do that. It, it, just, it just doesn't work anymore. And, you know, these guys are, are keying in on you. They're game planning for you. They're watching film on you. You know what I mean? And this is like not like one game where in the NBA season, you know how it is. Like not everybody game plans as much as they should because it's like, all right, you know what? We played this team two weeks ago. You know, here's the game plan. It was like, yeah, okay, bro, I'm going to play. I'm on Twitter, man. Fuck off. You know, but now you're in the playoffs. These guys are locked and loaded and they're really paying attention. And you see, that's why playoff Randall comes out. He's only averaging like 16 points a game in the, in the, in the playoffs in his career, in the 10 games he's played. And in the regular season, the last couple of years, the Knicks, he's been around 25 points a game. I mean, you do the math. That's a lot of, le- that's a lot less points. <laughs> so the, the, the one thing I saw from Barrett last game that I absolutely loved, like I, yeah. so I'm a huge Duke fan. I fell yes. in love with R.J. Barrett at Duke. I thought from a, a mid-range perspective, he was an assassin. And when he plays his game, mm-hmm. he's elite. I think what you talk about where Tibbs limits him from doing what he does best, which is score the basketball, which is getting one-on-one situations, then, yeah, if, he, if he's not allowed to do what he does best, he's not going to be a good basketball player. But yeah. 
yeah. bristles, right? So you saw in that game one, like I saw those highlights from Duke. They were just going back in my mind, like the little mid-range, the floater, the layup. He, he's got he's got a bag. You just gotta let him use it. Yeah. Yeah, All and right. he and he yeah, and he, he, he yeah, I just lost you for a second. But yeah, no, and he but he does a lot of times telegraph his moves, which kind of drives me crazy. Where he like goes to the hoop and you know he's gonna do that little scoop layup, and it's just like everybody's like waiting for it at this point because they're game planning for him now. You know, right. go up strong, go and dunk yeah. it. You can dunk it on these guys, go up, and you might get fouled, or you might even dunk it on the guy. But anyway, next segment. <laughs> next we got time. scenario number three. So this one's for my Nets fans because yeah. you know he did two Nick scenarios. So here we go. Alex, you're Sean Marks. Okay. I'm Alex's co-host of Bad Weather Fans, Mike Biseglia. Okay, here we go. Sean, it's me, Mike here. You know, the huge Nets fan, a.k.a. the Uber Eats cat guy. <laughs> Sean, what will you do in the offseason to make this team? What did you say? I lost you. Hello? Did you get the final part of that? I'm I back. said, what would you do in this offseason? That's what I heard. Yep, that's it. What would you do in this offseason to make this team better than the Knicks next year? Uh... Well, Mike, you're a nosy fan, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if I told you what I was going to do, then we wouldn't be able to do it. You know, if I told you maybe off the record, if I could trust you, but I don't know if I can trust you because you're friends with Evan Roberts, and Evan Roberts works at the radio station, and things can get around there. And you're also friends with Greg Giannotti. So you know what? Like, this stuff can get out there. So why the hell would I tell you what I'm going to do? Because I'm going to, you know, try to do it anyway. But guess what? It's going to be, I'm going to try to trade for Dame and try to get another package in it. But you already know that. So why are you asking me, bro? And uh, it's a great it's a great question. Uh I just suggest maybe get some more rebounders. That's yeah, like I mean, my only suggestion, Sean Marks. If you know what a rebound is, it's it's when someone misses, you know, a guy on our team is supposed to try to get the ball. If if the other team gets all of those, we, we tend to lose basketball games. Well, this is what happens. I got forced to get DeAndre Jordan to get your guys, and now I'm stuck with this fucking team, and I don't know what you want me to do. I, I, I get into, like, the Brooklyn accent all of a sudden, I, and I'm not even from Brooklyn, but I'm trying to so do the British great thing. Brooklyn, and the, New Zealand British accent. Thing. No, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, New Zealand. This, yeah, this is a good Brooklyn, New Zealand. Uh, I, got, I got one more scenario for you, and yeah. it's, it's an easy one. I'm Julius Randle. You're, once again, Alex Benezowitz. Ask me any question you want. Mm, this is tough. How you doing, Julius? Good to see you. I wish I was playing. Yeah, no, I don't. But uh, honestly, uh, sorry, you almost spit out your water. <laughs> so anyway, back in character, back, back in there. Uh, do you are you really a made man, and are you really untouchable in this organization? Because from our side, you said on the Woj Pod that you got Leon Rose the job at a dinner uptown in the city at an Italian restaurant before Leon Rose got the job. It was you, Alfred Payton, Leon Rose, worldwide West, and a couple other guys, Kenny Payne, Alfred Payton. And you pitched Leon Rose, the job. This is what you, this is your words. You pitched Leon Rose that you should take over the team. You guys talked about the plan. You went to James Dolan and he gave you the job. Now it appears that you're untouchable and that nobody can say anything to you. You're not allowed to get benched. You're not allowed to be held accountable like the other players. Obi Toppin can cough on the court and he's benched for the rest of the game. While you can throw a tantrum and throw players and actually shove your teammates out of the way. And you are not benched one minute. Will you care? Are you really untouchable in this organization, Julius? 
My follow-up question is, where are we in the playoffs? Second round. What's the team's record without me? 0-1. Who is the only all-star on the New York Knicks this year? Tell you what, it wasn't Obi Toppin. Well, you're one and one, I think, actually, in the playoffs because you we they beat you, they beat the Cavs without him before. Oh yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I forgot. So about you that don't one. even know your record, bro. See, so you try to inflate your team, and that this is what I'm talking about. Your cockiness. You make up stats and you make up things, and you know this. But guess what? You know they they allow you to do it, right? Is that what Tibbs, it is? Tibbs, Tibbs. All right, no more questions for Julius. <laughs> That's it. That's the, the tips. Oh man! Can he okay, shave this... his head, bro? Like, do you see that the like the four yeah. struggle hairs left on top? Man, just let it go, bro. Just just be the bald guy. Like, I don't know what what we're doing here. Shout out to my father. My father had a little hair on his head for like 10, 15 years, and when he finally shaved it, he has looked so much more handsome the right. last six, seven years being completely bald. He looks younger. My mom likes it more. <laughs> Women in the street compliment him because they think he has such a bald, great bald head. Shiny, right? Um, it's all like oh. uh, like Robert Sala. You know, you're looking good walking down the street. Yeah, you know? man. The uh, the old James Gandolfini. It just doesn't doesn't work for no. uh, Tom Thibodeau. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't. And he he sits there and does the 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 gel yeah, no, he, and he, he pushes the, the, the few hairs down. I just say, hey, whatever, man. Shout out to him trying to keep the dream alive. But, bro, it's over. You're like 70 years old. I'm just kidding. That's, that's coming from your number one fan coach Um, (laughs) all right this has been a really fun episode i have one more segment for us yes uh the top five role guys left in the playoffs so i have a list of my top five guys and i'll we'll start with five we'll go down the list do you have five role guys on i don't honestly you told me earlier and i totally forgot to to that's totally okay i'll I'll name my list and you tell me if i'm missing anyone that should be i'll try to come off the top of my head but go ahead Left in the Number playoffs. Five. Okay. Left in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Role players. Number five, I got Jeff Green. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would say for me, I'll put Michael Porter Jr. How about that? I like that. See, okay. So you would classify him as a role guy because I would classify him as a top three star on that team. Okay. So we're doing every anything under the three. That's the definition. Right. Of Two the to three. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. So who would, okay. give me another guy. Hmm. Do you consider Marcus Smart? I guess he's the third guy there, right? So yeah, man. he's close. Yeah. Let's see. Tobias Harris. I guess he's a role guy. Okay. Did you put yeah, him as the fourth under Maxi? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There we go. That's okay. your five. Okay. Yeah. My four is I have PJ Tucker. Okay. Excellent role guy. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Mitchell Robinson. I like that. Yes. He's he's what the it was, it was, when you. Put him as the fifth best starter on the Knicks. Yeah, and he's well, a good player. Like, is he best. better than Grimes? I guess that's. I well, yeah, that's tough. They're probably even, but Mitchell Robinson has the ability to be like Wilt Chamberlain. But then some games he's like, you know, uh, I don't even know Nikodare. I don't know what the doing here. You know what I'm saying? Like some games he's like he'll have like three points, five rebounds, and foul out in in twelve minutes. It's just like, dude, what the fuck. So yeah. he's one he's one of my favorite players, but he's very frustrating. Anyway, go ahead. classic Rasha Nesterovich stat line right there. Yes. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, number three, I got Derek White on the Celtics. Okay. Really good guard on that team. He's he's uh him and Brogdon are like one A, one B. Brogdon played nice tonight in that shocking 76ers upset against the Celtics. But uh, I got White as my third third role. Okay. Let me try to go outside. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, you know who you can consider this? You won't even think this. Chris Paul. Yes. Excellent. He's a number four. Yep. Yeah. Because you got you got Durant, Booker, Ayton, and then you got Chris Paul as the fourth guy. 
So, so the way I'm looking at this is if our two teams played each other, like okay. you have the advantage, right? Because right. Chris Paul is an excellent right. – you know, I got Tucker, I got Jeff Green and, and Derek White. So you'd match up with me, Chris Paul. Who are your other two? Mitchell Robinson and Tobias Harris. Yeah, I'm crushing okay. you. Bro. All right, yeah. now I like this. So here's, here's my number two. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Boy, Josh Hart. Okay, that's a good one. Very, very good, very good. Okay, so then I'm going to go with, let's see. So I'm thinking about Sixers. I'm thinking about Celtics. I'm thinking about Knicks. I'm thinking about Heat players. Oh, fuck the Heat. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with quickly. Let's get me get me quickly. So you got CP3 and quickly as a backcourt. That's a, that's a nice that's a nice guard-heavy backcourt yeah. defensively. Eh. Uh, my number one, I got the freaking – the best rebounder in the league right now. I got Kayvon Looney. Ooh, Looney. Yeah, Looney's insane, bro. He is, mm. I mean, as great as Steph was, you can give Looney like 49% responsibility for that win. He was so key for that. Right, right. So if you're going Looney, I totally forgot about the Warriors and the Lakers. Didn't even cross my mind. We got a lot of guys there that you could choose from now. I'm not doing Draymond because I hate him. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> did you see the thing go the sidebar? He's like, I, I have lost all respect for Sabonis, so he didn't shake my no. hand. They're like, dude, you stomped on his chest. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're lucky he didn't punch you in the face after the game when he was eliminated. You know, anyway. Um, <laughs> regardless if you think it was bad or not, I don't know how you could expect that you could be that arrogant to expect him to shake your fucking hand. So, um, anyway. Uh, let's see. Lakers, um, uh, Jordan Poole, I guess. No, he's a three. I guess he's the third guy, right? He stunk this playoffs. He did, but he's yeah. good overall, I guess. He's good overall. He's a nice player. Yeah. Hmm. He's been bad. Um, yeah, because the Lakers, top three there is LeBron, AD, and D'Angelo. You can't go really yes. anybody else there. Then you got the Warriors. You got So you got Draymond. I'm not doing him. You got Looney already. Uh, I'll go with Jordan Poole. How about that? We'll just keep it there. Jordan Poole. I like yeah. that. Okay. Uh-huh. There you go. There you have it. All right. So, well, I think my Alex team wins in, wins in five. Wins in five, yeah. <laughs> At Nick Central, Alex B., thank you very much for coming on to Fireside Nets tonight. Brought to you by Empire Sports Media. This is a fun episode. I enjoyed myself. How about it you? Was. It was. I did too. So do you think the Nets are getting Dame, lastly? Yes, do I no, think guns the your Nets head? are getting Dame? Guns your head. Yeah, just because of his relationship with Mikael Bridges. Okay, that's yeah, fair. I, I think I think that's pretty uh, that's pretty strong. I think at this point the Trailblazers like you got to blow it up. You can't try to build around Dame again. Fail mm-hmm. get get what you can for him. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before I end the show? Yeah, Bad Weather Fans Podcast. We're actually recording after Game Two tomorrow, God willing. And um, you know we've had a bunch of guests on, from Knicks and Nets guests, from Kerry Kittles, Richard Jefferson, a couple times. Uh, Evan Roberts, Greg Giannotti, like I mentioned them before, um, Kerry, you know, it's like Kerry Kittles already, T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, uh, Channing Fry. We've, it's, it's been fun. We've had a lot of good guests and we've had some fun Knicks and Nets talk, only Knicks and Nets podcast that I guess matters. And, uh, it's been fun and just check us out. We're on all podcast apps and YouTube. Um, I'm at Nick central. I'm sure I hope I, you guys like me now. And, uh, he's at Mike delivers pod, Mike Basaglia. So check us out. All right, that does it. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as always, catch you on the fireside.